is the blues on the street. Parade's complete, and Gloria is the new queen. You can't forsake the team in last place as they sang the Bruins to sleep. My memory is scummy, was this podcast that I'm in? Man, last season's out again, and Brink Moose is back in. Hey Pierre, what's wrong? What's going on? No team's gonna cut you a deal. Mitch said, hey Austin, you're awesome. Drop your pants and shock them. Now score like your game's freaking near. Unfriggin' believable. Sen's got no stars or snipers, but it's best draft in years. At least fans can't sleep easy, because here comes Lafreniere. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of the Rink Moose Hockey Podcast, a weekly episodic podcast where two good friends gather around this table and discuss all things NHL and their impact on the fantasy hockey universe. universe. I am one of your hosts, Nick Costu, along with this schmuck, Kyle Nice. Kyle, how are you doing on this brisk winter day, Christmas break, December 16th? I have three words for you, followed by four words. Three words. Pierre was right. Four words. Can you believe it? Okay. So Interesting. I think how we're going to do this show, I think what we got uh, is the World Juniors, uh, obviously, uh, that uh, this is going to be our World Junior Preview Special. And uh, for those of you who don't know, the, the camp was in Oakville. So right off the bat, I texted Nick. Nick, we got to go to this camp. It's a free camp. All the practices are open. The games are cheap as shit. And what does he say to me? He says, exams are too important for me to miss oh, study time. Of course. And I said, Nick, you're blowing it. <laughs> because, guys, I, I can't express this enough. This camp, this week in Oakville was a hockey fan's fantasy land. Like, I can't even begin to tell you the insider details I was able to see, the stories I came out with, the people I shook hands with, Bobby Mack among them. Uh, I got so close to the players, I could damn well smell them. I was, uh, I was standing there, and all of a sudden, they all came up and started warming up beside me. So it was, um, it was amazing. And I got a couple of looks there from some of the guys, uh, they're giving me the, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Look, uh, Krebs, Newhook, and Byfield were, were among those who were like, this guy's fucking weird. So well, lucky it, for you, only two, only one of those three guys is on the team now. No, not lucky for me because going back to the Pierre thing, based on what I saw from the camp and the games, this Newhook scratch is just mystifying mm. because he was one of the best players. He jumped off the ice in uh, in the practices and in the games he was uh, again one of the best players not even just by the eye test statistically he got some goals he he did everything uh, he's got this high revving motor uh, he brought pace unlike anyone else could uh, he he was like a little mini McKinnon mm-hmm. his hands are so quick he's fast he he brings that and you know what he can think the game fast too so that's the only thing about this uh, camp that soured me, my mood a little bit for, for Hockey Canada. 
but overall what a what a fantastic experience so you're not happy because you left the camp praising this player yes and then you end up seeing hey clearly the coaching staff didn't see what i saw yeah i mean i uh, i wanted to, so badly to be able to tell you pierre was an idiot for making this call because obviously he said uh watch out for joe newhook who's going to be amazing on this canada right. roster and I was like, Nick, uh, you know, from what I saw from him before, I don't know about this. But he was absolutely right. Wow. This He blew me away. Um, and he, he, better, best yet, it looks like such a small team, young little boys, uh, small young kids. This guy looked thick. Like he looked like he was built like, In the uh, photos, like a he hockey looked big, player. Yeah. yeah, so it was, um, it was really something. And uh, aside from the players, I mean, when I was scouting one of the games, it was just kind of me alone in the rink. Mm. And then who waddles behind me but the great Bob McKenzie. Mm. So I kind of resisted the the temptation to turn around and say, oh, Bob, hey, it's me. I, I, I can't wait to meet you. Stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? After 10 minutes, I was like, I got to talk to this guy. I just have to. I, I have to have some podcast fodder. Mm. And I have to meet this guy to be able to just say I did. So I walked right up to him. I said, Bob, it's great to meet you. And I swear to you, he, I think I scared the pants off of him because he jumped out of, his, uh, out of where he was standing. He, he put his phone down and he looked at me all wide-eyed. And uh, he was trying to think if he knew me from somewhere. But I just told him, you know, it's, uh, it's nice to meet you. Shook his hand. Uh, told him a bit about how I, uh, I used to work at TSN. We chatted about that. And then he ended off saying thanks for coming by and saying hello. So he was amazing. I did. I ran into Gord Miller that day. I ran into Pierre Dorian, who's taller than I thought. Mark Masters was a, a regular at this at this week. Uh, the Hunter brothers. I was uh, I was up up in the top watching the practice, and I was standing right beside uh, Mark Hunter. Didn't mm. even know it. I, I looked beside. Like, this guy looks familiar. I'm literally googling this guy right beside him, and I go, Oh, I get it. He's he's the general manager of the damn team. And I swear, guys, I was listening to some of these conversations and uh, they weren't very hockey related. They were just kind of like they were watching the practice, but they were like talking about their wives at the <laughs> same time. It was like, what the fuck? Wow. That's so awesome. that was cool. And um, perhaps the most Im impressive thing of all is I uh, <clears throat> I won this Fitbit step challenge. Got mm -hmm. like $600 worth of gear. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Uh, so, so fortunate to have it in Oakville and to be able to take that in. If we ever get the chance, we've got to go if it's local again, mm -hmm. um, if they ever have it in Ontario, mm -hmm. because I mean, I, I could watch them practice all day. Right. It, it's fascinating to see these guys you see on the paper and on the stats and the rankings and to really put a face to the name. Uh, like I come away with a lot more knowledge on who these guys are as people and players uh, and and it it, uh, it was such a valuable experience, you, and it makes you all the more invested in this tournament. Yes, and I, and I've got players I like now, and players I simply don't like, mm -hmm. who I thought I would before. One of those guys is uh, Connor McMichael. Was he jumped out as the laziest guy? You nice. know, OHL leading scorer. I expected a lot from him, and uh, he a he didn't show me too much, and b he just wasn't really skating that well. Mm -hmm. uh, quick word on Byfield. He was really impressive. Not uh, not crazy explosive, but like rangy. He could definitely get around. Uh, showed a great possession game. And what I noticed was when he did touch the puck, things just seemed to happen. Even though it didn't seem like it was his direct doing, uh, like shortly after he had the puck, it, it would just find a way to, hmm. to go in, sort of. So 
he was really cool. Uh, Krebs had a rough, rough camp. I mm-hmm. think he's got some uh, work to do after that injury coming back. Um, and then Nolan Foot, that guy can really score. He's probably going to be Canada's go-to scorer. Uh, they got him penciled in on the top line there with uh, with the laugh and uh, and Barrett Hayton, of course. So that was awesome. But probably tournament favorite for, for me and Nick here, just as a, as a mutual um, love for this player, is Raph Lavoie, mm-hmm. the guy who looks almost exactly mm-hmm. like Nick. Um, yeah, he made some mistakes out there, but when he was on and when he was confident on the puck, I'm telling you, these, these uh, U-sports guys, these 23-year-olds, they could not take the puck away from him. He's so rangy. He's got legs and arms like a spider, and uh, and he's a possession beast. Like when he gets going in the zone there, and he's doing his circles, and and the body's going, this guy's a beast. I mean, you're gonna. He's right now. He's penciled in on the lower lines, but he will work his way up, and I think he's gonna become a pivot on this team. Yeah, I mean, I uh, <clears throat> like I said before, you went to the camp. I could only speak to a few of these players, given. I've seen some of them live. Akil Thomas being one of those players. Um, a guy who I just like as a responsible two-way player. LA Property of the LA Kings, of course. Um, just seems to have character. Seems to have a professional poise about him. I could just see him being a go-to guy at this tournament. Maybe not their leading goal scorer in their top three, but certainly a solid depth scorer who brings a lot of character, who's always in the lineup uh, mm-hmm. each and every game. And then, you know, of course, you know, Byfield I saw live, uh, the ball character mm-hmm. on defense. I saw him play for the 67s. I liked him when I saw him. I knew he'd make the team. Sure enough, he did. I just think that team needs some long-ranging, you know, stay-at-home D to complement sure. all the explosive Byrams and Drysdales of the type. Yeah. So, you know, him along with the two of them plus the two returning guys, what are their names, McIsaac and Smith? Yep. I mean, they look pretty good on D. Usually, you know, I, I, I didn't know, I didn't going in, I didn't know too much about the D, but slowly you learn more about them, and, I, and I'm pretty comfortable at that position. Um, if anything, it's it's going to be the goaltending. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Who who can who can grab the reins? I, I immediately like this um, this Dawes character. Mm. I like his character. I like his interviews. He he spoke. He was very open about his weight loss. He yes. had to lose 25 pounds this past summer. Yeah. Uh, said he went too hard on the sour Skittles yeah. and uh, and had to get off. So I appreciate the candor. Good guy. And yeah. he just, <laughs> he, he seems like a good guy when they when they interview him. Whereas the other two guys I haven't really gotten a read on. I know the Rod Reed guy is your classic, you know, this guy's mainly on the team because he's the oldest and he's been with the program the longest, yep. which like read into that as you like. Some people weigh that more heavily than other things, but... To me, I just I need to see these guys in action. I mean, I need mm. I need to see the prelim games. I think that's where it'll be huge for the goalies specifically, the prelims. And you know, it's always so odd evaluating goalies at this tournament because, like, w- let's say one guy plays Sweden or or, or Finland and gets yeah. peppered for twenty two shots, mm-hmm. and then the other guy plays Germany and faces seven shots all game. Yeah, like how are you supposed to scout the guy who got seven shots? Yeah, yeah, like, he gets, like who do you go next? Yeah, right? yeah, he gets a shutout, but he faced Kazakhstan, mm-hmm. which by the way is in this <laughs> tournament this year, which is great. <laughs> That's great. So, um, it. you know, it's going to be interesting how the Hunter brothers are going to scout <clears throat> these goalies yeah. and who they're going to pick. But to <clears throat> me, the sources seem to be saying it's it's Rodriguez or Dawes that are leading mm-hmm. the race because one guy's Mr. Experience, the other guy's Mr. Literally the best goalie in the CHL this year. Mm. Whereas the other guy's kind of like, he doesn't really have anything going for him, right? Yeah. 
my dad and I, when we watch this game, these games, and obviously uh, it's been cited as Canada's Achilles heel, the goaltending. So we were looking very closely, and we noticed, and yeah, they all got scored on. For sure they did. But Nico Dawes looked the most comfortable, similar to the interviews where he had a kind of a carefree attitude, mm-hmm. like happy, uh, determined, but carefree. Uh, he was like that in the net. He wasn't very busy. He had a Carey Price-like demeanor to him, whereas the other guys were 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 they looked athletic. They moved really mm. quickly, but it was a little bit out of control. So, <clears throat> I I have Nico Dawes in there, especially because of his his great story. No hockey uh, hockey Canada experience at all. Mm. He was a backup heading into this season in the OHL, and now he's a beast in this league. So, uh, let's not put down. The capability of our our goalie potential here uh it might be our most unknown position but it could easily turn into a strength with uh with yeah. a good group of three guys here so i think that that's that's a good piece but i'll tell you what i think after taking in this camp and following this team the pivot the absolute our success will hinge on this one player and i think that player is going to be bowen byram hmm. another pierre pick so in the practice, there was one player in particular who stood out as a very vocal guy, a very kind of joking around with the guys, loose, confident. It was Bowen Byram. He was, he was kind of getting the socializing going. In the game, there wasn't any one single guy who made you say, oh, wow, he can just take over this game whenever he wants to. Bowen Byram was that one guy. So he didn't uh, blow by anyone with speed or crazy strength or anything like that. But uh, he was so slippery with the puck that when he wanted to make a pl- when he wanted to make a play, he simply just did it. And he scored goals right beside the net. He 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 was amazing on the power play. Uh, and not to mention, he's a one man breakout. Mm. So like we see Kale McCarr in Colorado, where he can just if he wants to just fuck it. I'm taking the puck out, and we'll see what happens after that. That's Bowen Byram on this team. It, it was amazing to watch. Me and my dad were, were jaw-dropping there. Um, and it was, uh, he's, he's going to be a pivot. Uh, if we can figure out the goaltending and we can figure out Byram in the right minutes, in the right times and spots, I think the forwards will figure it out. Uh, and I like our chances a lot, even though we've got some crazy competition and um, how do you see them implementing the seventh defenseman, the Jamie Drysdale? Because this is obviously the, yeah. su- the surprise guy who made the team. Right. He's my favorite because apparently at this camp, he was the most vocal player on the ice. Yes. Which just says a lot about a 17-year-old moving on to play with these kids. Mm-hmm. So where do you, how do they see him? Like, is it just going to be a matchup thing? Like, if it's a quicker game, they put him in. But if it's a more slow, grinded out game against Sweden, maybe you like, maybe he's not in the lineup. Is that kind of how it's going to be? Uh, potentially. I, but let me put it this way. Drysdale not only fit in, but he, he stood out in his way that he just shook guys off. Like, you know when there's a four-checker coming in on your team and some of those defensemen, you simply just can't get them because they juke so well? Like, that was... Use- yeah, that was that was that was Drysdale, and no defenseman draft eligible has made this team since Bo, Jay Bomeister back in two thousand one. So that's crazy. This guy's legit. Do not be surprised if he finds a larger role as this tournament goes wow. on. Right now, I see, and I think most guys assume he's going to be swapping in and out with Kalen Addison on that bottom uh, bottom pair there. No indication that he's going to be on the power play or penalty kill right now. Uh, which is fair enough. 
Um, but we'll have to see where that goes. Uh, I do think that he will become relied upon because of that skating ability. He looks young, though. Like, I, I'm not going to lie to you. He looks like a little boy. And he's, he's, he's small and that kind of thing. But um, really impressed with, with what he showed. He was easily the most confident of the 2020s. Wow. Uh, I'd say. I've, yeah. yet, I've yet to hear him speak. They haven't interviewed him yet. Right. So uh, yeah. that, I, I want to hear him talk. Yeah, you know, I, know. I read into you're, a lot of You're dying of this. to get your hands on that. I mean, because eh? just to put it out there, I've, 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 I tune into all the interviews every year. I just have to to get the character out there. Mm-hmm. So far, thumbs up goes out to uh, Dylan Cousins. Yep. The, uh, his parents are lawyers, right? I think so. So you can clearly see that very professional demeanor. A <laughs> little you know, bit in a rush, though, you know? Kind of in a rush, but man, <laughs> this guy, like, he was getting in a conversation with an interviewer. He did not not make eye contact with this guy once his gaze was like he was like steering stealing like staring into this guy's soul scared it was terrifying (laughs) but at the same time i'm like what an honest good good chap yeah and uh and then i also like what i saw from um who do i go oh laugh total pro oh he's just total he just comes off as the total pro yeah um apparently he's a prankster but i've yet to see it Oh, I, um, I could see it. I could see he he's always laughing on the bench. Like okay. he's always cracking jokes. So you he, think when he's in front of the camera he just puts on a a face? Yeah. Okay. Like he's a very infectious guy. Interesting. The, the, he he's probably the glue in the room on almost every team. Fascinating. Okay. And then yeah, thumbs down go to Byfield. <laughs> Just because, you know, he just... Well, explain it. Yeah, why? Two, two sentence answers, kind of a dumb look on his face. Um, like, kind of just he's joking around with Mark Masters instead of actually giving giving answers. So You don't like that, eh? Not I the Canadian there's, way? There's room for that on a hockey team, especially the World Juniors, where you ought to lighten up a little bit. But I could see him and Hunter not getting... I could see, like, him yes. getting under Hunter's skin, you yes. know? A traditional So I'm, guy, I'm a little yeah. worried about that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Obviously, McMichael. I brought that up earlier. He just—he mm. lo- looks like he's hiding something. He yes. just—he's got a very like <laughs> suspicious look to his face. I—I <laughs> uh, I don't know. I jury's still out, but I just—it's that initial bad vibe guy. Mm. Um, and then uh, Bobby Bar- Barrett Hayden kind of has a stupid look on his face too. He always has though. It's but I—I I know. I think it's natural. <laughs> like he's mature. Like he's obviously been a drafted player. He's played with the Coyotes, so I'm sure he's a good lad. Mature. Just something I noticed. So right. there's everything I've gathered from interviews so far. You know what? Uh, something that's different about Hayton, though, he's speaking with a lot more confidence. Like when in his interview, he was just like, "I'm here. To, I'm here to run the show." Good. You know? Good. Like he's he's they plug him right in on the top line. Hey, what yeah. do you think of your line mates? We're gonna get a lot of goals. Okay. Like I, I liked his demeanor that way. Like he has that stupid look to him, but. He, uh, he kind of brought that in the interview, which I really like. All right. So character aside, I guess we'll dive into the lines here. Now, so, did you get the most recent lines Monday? So I, I'm going to, I got, so I'm going to, you tell me if I'm wrong here, but the top line looks like Hayden in between laugh and foot. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is a, this is a perfect line. Perfect line. You don't see this moving for the record. You don't see this moving the whole tournament. Unless it's a, a disaster. Staple. Unless a disaster. An injury. I, I talked to you about the French connection with Valeno maybe at the top. This is a perfect line. You have uh, Hayton has the ability to not only grind in the corners, but also do everything else. Lafreniere is, is the best playmaker in the tournament, mm-hmm. bar none. And Foot. Net front guy? 
foot would probably fill that role. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Lafreniere, he, he you could find him in the front. So of like, that. so laughs the Marner. <clears throat> yeah. Hayden is the Tavares. No, no, Hayden. He's the Tavares. He's the Tavares. Yeah. And then foot is Hyman. No, I was but, gonna say but, Hayden's but the foot, Hyman. He wins all the battles. There's no then, Hyman. There's oh, no there's Hyman because Foot right. is a sniper. Okay, okay. So it's it's not like a traditional like team line. It's just like Lafreniere is the best playmaker in the tournament. Foot is the best, probably the best goal scorer on the on the team, wow. if not one or two. Pure goal scoring. This is pure the guy. goal scoring. Wow. Like he, he won't went thirtieth overall to Tampa. Well, they picked up a good player. Wow. He he got he got a a beautiful goal in the shootout. And uh, whenever he just shot, whenever he shot the puck, I was like, "This guy's on the team." Wow. Like every time the puck left his stick for a shot, he's on the team. Okay. So that is a match made in heaven. I think that's going to be a beautiful marriage. Uh, and this could be, you know, what this could be? This could be the Marchand Bergeron Crosby Canada line. Wow. That's what this could be. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. So it's going to be awesome. Um, All right. Line two. And this could this this line too could be an okay. even better line. So, it's crazy. So right now, because oh. they're still sorting out injuries, is this what you have? You have Byfield, Cousins, and Gru, but Gru's likely going to be replaced by Valeno. So I do not. You don't have that. I do that not. That was yesterday. So what do you have? Correct. What do you have? Today, as of Monday, January sixteenth, you're going to love this even more. <clears throat> the big boys line. We've got Byfield on the left, Dylan Cousins in in the center. And Raph Lavoie Whoa, takes promotion. over the right side. Big promotion. This this line, Nick. Ta- you want to talk about forecheck? You want to talk about puck possession? You want to talk about catch me if you can? This is a crazy so who's center. Line. Byfield, Cousins. Huh. Cousins is is probably center, the, eh? the most natural, like you know, experienced center. And uh, not one of these guys is below six foot three, two hundred pounds. Like it's. Good luck, man. Like, this is the line but, they'll probably play against the Turcotte line, and they'll be fucking banging them all night long. So they're a scoring and shutdown line? That's what you're saying? Maybe not a shutdown Yeah, line. Byfield doesn't come off as a shutdown. Let's no, be honest. No, no. Okay, no. And Maybe I, not a shutdown And honestly, line. if Valeno, when, he, when, when Valeno comes, how's he, not on the, how's he not a top six forward? I don't know. I don't He's know where they're going to He takes him. out Raph Lavoie. I don't, but he's, he has to play center, though. Valeno? So, yeah. So cousins on the wing and Byfield, no. Yeah, that's I don't like messing with this line because okay. it's so fucking attractive. Okay, I guess Joe Valeno's a third line center. No. Well, there you go. You can't. That's why we can't make conclusions yet. Well, that's know? the thing. Like, whatever happens now, you've got three deadly, deadly lines. Yeah. Because these two top two lines are like, whew, they're fucking good. All right, three. I had uh, Foodie, Delandria, and Mercer. So big news here. Okay. Uh, as of Monday, uh, Dudas, Aiden Dudas, replaced Mercer. Has stepped into the lineup. And Mercer a, is out. Yes. Okay. Uh, so this line is exactly that a checking line. Delandria is going to be that Brendan Gallagher. Dudas Swiss is Army all. Knife, as yes. Craig Budden said. Yep. Dudas is all character and foodie's speed, speed. Yeah. can probably aid in that as well. So okay. when you want to shut it down, as in let's dump it in and fuck around. And not really generate too much offense, but this just, is the but line. Just keep it deep to kill keep time it deep. when you have a lead. Yep. And back check like like the blazes. This is that line. Interesting. So that is a great. I I I like this more as a fourth line to be honest. Yeah. So I think that's you have where three scoring score. lines in a fourth line. That's what you have. Exactly. Yeah. And then so then that leaves McMichael with Akeel and Valeno, <laughs> which is like where do you spread the wealth here? Seriously. Yeah. So. I don't know how things are going to change um, when Valeno comes back, but 
obviously McMichael and Thomas, two OHL guys, they're going to make stuff happen. Plug in a centerman there, and yeah. uh, and you're looking amazing. So, you know, when we break it down like this, there's no real flaws to this offense. Let's be 100% serious. And, and I have the, the USA uh, roster lines, whatever, yeah. after this. So we'll so get what into do you, that. So quick, what do you have special teams here? Yeah, so that's been finally released for the first time again. This is Monday. Yeah. Um, power play, quote-unquote, one, which I don't know if this is a one power play, but Addison on the point. Wow, so the guy who's a seventh defenseman potentially <laughs> is on PP1. Which I don't like. Okay. So it, it, to me, it seems like a power play A and B. Both okay, are, go both on. Are one. So, and then you have Lafreniere, McMichael, and Hayton uh, as the forwards. Cousins, net front. So, so no Bow and Byron. You know what I don't, I don't like is that Addison. I don't like Addison there. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, great. If you, so want, if you want McMichael playing the bumper spot, fine. He doesn't have to do mm-hmm. too much there. Um, and then Hayton, Laugh will be on the two hash mark points just making things Hayden happen laugh. okay so that's great cousins in front of the net perfect second who's power the, play who's, uh who's in the middle the middle like bumpers yeah mcmichael, McMichael okay. yeah which i think is a good spot for him okay. uh this next one i almost like it more okay so you have smith on the point mm-hmm. you have bowen byram on the left hash mark yeah raf lavoie nolan foot in in the uh the one-time slot on the right slide and byfield in front of the net so Raf's in the bumper. Laugh is the bump, or sorry, uh, Raf is the bumper. Raf Lavois is the bumper. Yeah. Bowen Byram and Nolan Foot on the on the uh, the hash mark points. Yeah. And um, Smith on the on the point. Where's I, it, Byfield? Byfield's in front of the net. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So Interesting. Another big guy. I in thought front he of the would net. have been on the the hash marks. No, you know what? He's a sniper. I don't know. Like, is he a sniper though? I don't know if he's like a. I don't. He doesn't have a better shot. We saw than foot. him pass the puck at the game we were at. He went point. Remember that pass he made I from do. the point. I do. I do. He's not going to make passes like that in front of the net. What What his job will be there is put Lavoie um, in front of the net. Blo- yeah, I mean, you could swap between them, but Byfield's better at retrieving pucks. Okay. Than Than Lavo- He's probably he might be the best player at retrieving pucks, bodying guys off and getting it back to okay. Footer Byram, but. It's odd, and I and I here's my prediction. I don't think you're gonna like their power play, because Mark Hunter, he's an interesting coach. This is a guy who went once at a day and age, ran 3D on a power play. Nick, I saw that. Yeah. In the game, yeah. I was like, I told my dad, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. There's 3D. This is a very creative, out of the box coach sometimes, and I don't think you're gonna like that. <laughs> we'll see. I'm what predicting happens, you're not gonna get along with this guy. Oh, keep in mind, keep in mind. Uh, Valeno will plug in somewhere. Okay. We don't know where. Probably laugh Valeno Hayton, which would be stupid. Yeah. Stupid, yeah. He's going to have to. He's a power play guy for sure. Valeno. He is. Like, Valeno will be a, a premier yeah. player. Um, so, penalty kill right now. Uh, they have Foodie with Delandria. Makes perfect sense. Uh, Dudas with Gru. Again, role well, players. Well, Gru might not be in the lineup, right? Well, Mercer's coming out. If anyone's coming out, well, two it's Mercer. Two have to come out, I thought. Do they? Well, they can have well, a they seven added Hayden. They, they were going to cut one, and then when they found out Hayden was coming, they got to cut two. Maybe. Right? My, 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 what I had was Valeno's coming in for Gru, and Dudas is coming in for Mercer. That's what I had. I don't know what the numbers are, but 
right? Yeah. Have, so, okay, quickly. Laugh, Hayden Foot, Byfield, Valeno, Cousins, Foodie, Delandria, Dudas, McMichael, Akil, Lavoie. That's 12. You can't have 13 forwards. Well, what... I thought you could have an extra seventh forward. Just st- you can carry one, but you can't have one on the bench. Okay, so he'll be yeah he'll be on. And the then team. one guy's going back to North America. Yeah, so you're right. It, it it's, it's yeah. about who comes out. Yeah, it's gonna be Mer- Mercer's going back. I think we can g- agree on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's and about then who Gru- sits. Yeah, and yeah, and then if it's a checking game like against Sweden, you yeah. put Gruen, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll it's see what be happens. Like a Drysdale there. situation. Um. And interestingly enough, um, the the defenseman on the the power the penalty kill, hmm. McIsaac and Bernard Docker. Yeah, great. that's no surprise. Ball and Drysdale actually. So I was wrong. Uh, okay, um, this is interesting. Yeah, so that that's weird. Very interesting. Um, and we'll see I'm what scratch in my there. head. Yeah, but what a what a roster. Uh, no word on the goalies, of course, yeah, but that we'll will be out. figured out. When's the first ses- exhibition game? Do you know? <sighs> I think it's the 19th. 19th, 22nd. Nice. Coming up. That's our fucking... Uh, that's our Star Wars. Yeah, thing. we're seeing Star Wars, yeah. So if but the game's in if, the afternoon, right? Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. perfect. Okay. This yeah, is I'll great. I'll double check. Let me double check that. Put it in your calendar. So you inform the audience on the U.S. roster. I will look up this uh, this game. <clears throat> Okay, audience. I'm about so this to... is the top competition. We're not going to, for the record, like we, we might touch on Sweden and Finland and the Russians. Eh. I think we sh- maybe should, but, maybe. but we're not going in depth because we're not going to lift, like we're not going to list off Ivan Kloshklaklov. No, who the and, fuck yeah, are they? I, I maybe even, know one or two guys exa- on Russia. Exactly. So, so go ahead, US, the main um, competition. So keep in mind, guys, this is um, some US line charts, although they haven't made cuts yet. So there's five lines. Uh, but they have structured in in such a way. So, line one: Cole Caulfield, Alex Turcotte, and Arthur Kaliev. Great. It's a this is this is a crazy line. Potential to be one of the best in the tournament. Like this is an, a world beater line. There's Cole Caulfield is probably the leading scorer of the tournament, um, unless Nolan Foot has something to do with it. Uh, the, I mean. Your entire game is probably going to be structured around slowing these guys down. Hmm. So, um, legendary line, amazing. Uh, then you have Nick Robertson, Toronto Maple Leafs draft pick. John Beecher. Can't really say I know him. Bobby Brink. Okay. Okay. So that's pretty good. Yeah. I don't think it compares with our big boy line. I really don't. No. I mean, as a top, as a top six, you know. Beecher aside, I can attest for five of those six players, and they're all very good. Sure. And then we have Trevor Zagross. He's not even in that top six, right? No. Okay. So, so I think on. I think they're trying to see if he can run his own line. Uh, Zagross, Shane Pinto, Ottawa Senators, good player. Parker Ford. Don't know these guys. Yeah. Uh, then you have Robert Mastrosimoni. I know him. He's a, he's a very... Small, shifty guy. He's like a shittier cold Caulfield. Okay. Jack Drury. Okay, I know him. Curtis Hall. Okay. Fifth line. John Gruden. Jake Pivonka. Trevor Janik. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm lost at this point. I, as am I. Okay. <clears throat> so, top heavy. 
would you say? Yeah, very. Top heavy. And, and how they utilize it will be interesting because what you can do is you can either go really top heavy and have your Boston Bergeron line, mm. or what you can do is spread out the wealth and have two mainstays on the first line, two on the second line, like right pairs, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of what the Leafs do, right? Yeah. Tavares and Marner, Matthews and Nylander, and then put a grinder with them. To yeah. me, they have six elite forwards. You know, or sorry, mm-hmm. elite's wrong, but like within the all-star to elite caliber yeah. and how you yeah. spread them out will be up to the coach. Agreed. Uh, defense. This is, this might be even worse for us. Matthias Samuelson, Alec Regula, Keandre Miller. Yes. He's going to be their guy. He's their main guy. He's he going to be He eats up guy. all the minutes. Yep. Top power play, I presume. Yep. Yep. Spencer Stastny. Uh Cam York. Okay. So he I love Cam York. <laughs> Cam York. You know where Cam York's from? No. Orange County, California. <clears throat> I don't he's one of the leading he's leading a movement out of California to really build the game there. Oh he's, yeah, he's he, leading the movement. He is. He's one of the first first rounders to come out of California and it's it's very important. Come and on. uh and I'm really he's Philadelphia product, right? Uh, Flyers, Flyers organization. I think they got him. They snagged him before Montreal could get a hold of him. They didn't want Montreal. Didn't uh, they want did him. really want it. No, that's they what did my not. sources say. No, they, then they would have taken Thomas Harley, who's better, and um, didn't even make our. I team. think they missed. Oh yeah, yeah, they should have. Yeah, okay. Dallas. Um. So yeah, no. Cam York and Keandre are are two big names for me. Yeah. Cam York being the more offensive. He might even run the first power play. Who knows? Miller reminds me of a uh, McAvoy in a way. His play style, like he he can be solid yeah. physically. Rangers, right? The I Rangers so. traded up to take that. Yeah, yeah. That. So that he'll be big. Uh, Jordan Harris, again. The name rings a bell, but sure, yeah. yeah. Ryan Johnson rings a bell. Uh, <laughs> Christian Grieger, Zach Jones, and Ty Emerson. Ty Emerson, I know. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, mixed bag. Defense. Yeah, mixed bag. Like sure. I, I'm listening to this roster, and I'm like, Canada could take them oh, easy, easy. And and keep I'm in less mind, intimidated now. Keep in mind, but you this, haven't got the goalies yet. No, no, that changes. Keep in mind, this is the U.S. National Development Program's best ever all, year of all time. Uh, has just been drafted in 2019. Mm. So you take away Jack Hughes, sure, <laughs> but all these other guys are a product of the best ever year they've made. Did you hear about the uh, media asking New Jersey if they were going to make Hughes available? Oh, we'll and get the, to Hughes. The Devils just scoffed. They like almost laughed. Really? Yeah, they laughed because they want to protect their boy. Yeah, yeah, we're, we'll get to Hughes. This It'll be good. But goalies real quick. Um, Isaiah Seville. Fucks that right? It doesn't matter. The goal. Know, there's only one name that matters. Well, this other guy, Dylan, or I think they meant Dustin Wolf. Yes, I, yeah, he's good. Highly touted. Highly touted. He could start on any other team. He's just not going to get to start because no. of the next name you're going to Spencer gonna, Knight. There you go. The best American goalie to come by for a long time. Yeah, for a long time. And and just to put into perspective how highly touted this guy is. Oh, and here we'll we get, go. We're going to get into Taylor Hall in a second, but they were asking Pierre this morning a Taylor Hall for Spencer Knight, Florida, New Jersey deal. Cause New Jersey needs a goalie big time. And Pierre just laughed and said, there's no way they're giving up Spencer Knight. He wouldn't even do a one for one hall for I... Spencer Knight. He wouldn't take a hall. No. Isn't that, he's a goalie. He doesn't, I know, he I doesn't know. shoot the puck. He doesn't skate and you're not take. Wow. Yeah. So if there's one thing that the U S roster has is, 
great off, great top six offense and a perhaps world beating goaltender. Perhaps. Right. But we don't the, know because the like, D looks like it can be infiltrated. Because yeah, to be fair, I haven't heard much from Spencer Knight this season. He's been fantastic. Are you Look sure? Look at his numbers. Are you sure? Elite. Are you sure? Elite splits. Pull him up. Because I'm not buying this. Pierre has been talking a lot about how good Spencer Knight's been. I don't know if I'm buying this hype. Okay, well, you're going to be in for uh, for some news here. Byer. Bowen Byram. But, like, come on, Nick. You heard, you heard all the shit I just labeled off. We have... Fucking Spencer Knight this year, 15 games played. He's got a 940 save percentage and a 173 GAA. In Are those Kyle standards? 15 games played. Yeah. Say it all again. 15 games played. Okay. 1.73 GAA and a 940. In what league? Boston College. No. Yes. <laughs> Get. Holy shit. In. Holy shit. Yeah. The, the th- so like it's it's gonna be fat. It's the age old question: How far can a goalie take you? One team look one team looks like they're they're clearly lost the goaltending battle, and that's Canada. But maybe Dawes maybe Dawes can make a case for himself. Maybe maybe goalies will be a wash. Yeah, but I mean that's great. The num- those numbers blow me away. Sure, but we're ju- we were just talking about putting Joe Valeno on the third Ooh. line. So I don't know. I think Canada easily, easily has this edge. Uh-huh. Um, but if if USA can play that Montreal Canadiens carry price game where they can just like chip in a couple goals yeah. and rely on the goalie, hey, maybe. Okay. So maybe. concluding comment before we get into some breaking news here. Oh. Don't check your phone because this is big news. Um, oh my so, God. so, yeah. So we, basically... You're giving the edge to Canada. Absolutely. And then, I mean, not surprised. You, I read into goaltending more than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'd probably give the advantage to Canada as well. But again, it's so biased because you just came from a camp where you saw every one of these players. Sure. These, Canada, these U.S. guys, a lot of them we haven't heard of. I'd sure. like to see them play. Yeah. So yep. I'm, not, I'm not saying any team is, is way better than the other. I'm just saying... You know, my biased opinion is slight edge to Canada, just knowing these guys. Mm-hmm. But the goalie is is the fascinating little mm-hmm. little tidbit here. You um, have me in suspense. What are you okay? Gonna... So you ready for this? I don't know. I feel kind of scared. Devils trade Taylor Hall. No, on the show we got it on the show. Yeah, this is fi- oh this, my god! This is really fitting here. You're kidding me. Okay, so uh, before I get into this, five teams they post to Pierre this morning as to where he would go. Okay. Florida, mm-hmm. Arizona, St. Louis, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh was uh, was with him. It? it was one of the ones they mentioned. Pierre um, said that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They, anyways, I, I forget the fifth one, but of of those four, which one do you think he's going to? Say it again. Um, I I St. I think, Louis. I think Arizona. Arizona. Um. St. Louis, Arizona, Florida, and uh, Pittsburgh. I think Arizona. Okay. But I wouldn't be surprised with Florida either. Devils trade Taylor Hall to Coyotes. Okay. For two draft picks and three prospects. Okay. You want to hear what they got? Oh, my God. The Devils have traded Taylor Hall and Blake Spears (laughs) to the Arizona Coyotes in exchange (laughs) for 
a first round draft pick. Good. A conditional third rounder, mm. along with prospects. Kevin Ball. Nate Schmar. Schnar. Oh. oh my God. Nick Merkley, brother of okay. Ryan Merkley. Okay. And Kevin Ball. So they did get Ball. Okay. The so of course the rumors as of Saturday night, and this was uh, Elliot Friedman and Chris Johnson breaking this on the Saturday headlines was that Arizona were the favorites. The question was whether or not Arizona would give up Kevin Ball, and of course, clearly here it looks like um, Ray Shiro ended up plugging him from wow. from Arizona. So looks like. Uh, New Jersey got the deal they wanted. Apparently, they base Arizona gave them the best offer. They were basically exercising their options, listening mm-hmm. to all these other teams, and this looks like the best package. Okay, so I, I mean, it's tough to dissect when you're literally breaking news. My my question, my first question is: I don't know these prospects. That's the problem, right? Is there a condition on him signing? Yeah. Oh, and there's got to be. There's yes. got to be because that's what everyone was saying, right? Um, and I'm just. Uh, because you have to wonder why they yeah. why did why well, was New Jersey I'll look, so I'll forced? look at the Twitters here. You you talk about in general what give us your general <clears throat> thoughts while I find these uh what yeah. Friedman and Bob McKenzie are I get, saying. I guess we'll get first reactionary kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, um what's the damn GM in uh Chai, Chaika. Chaika. Yes. So Chaika's been making some moves right now, mm-hmm. you know. I I think this what what I what it is is I think Chaika has been on the hot seat for a little bit now with with Arizona you know middling kind of results. Uh, he went out and got Kessel. That's great, great trade there. And now it's like, you know what we we have to start moving with this. So, I mean, I like this deal from New Jersey's perspective. Um, I think they got the first rounder that they wanted. I think Ball is a great defenseman. Uh, and I'm just saying that comparing this deal to the Mark Stone thing. Actually, you know what? I have to. I have to sit with this. This is so. This is a game breaker. So I have the conditions here. Five okay. minute, five minutes yeah. ago from Elliot Friedman. We need. We need the conditions. So so as I said, first for sure. I'm not quite sure what year it's in. Oh, it I'd better be 2020. Yeah, it's got to it be, be the. It has one. to be 2020. So it's the first rounder, the three uh, prospects: Schnarr, Merkley, and Ball. And then here's the the condition: stands as a third if Hall resigns or Coyotes win a round of the playoffs. One round. One round becomes a second. Okay. If both happen, okay. becomes a first. Okay. <laughs> wow. Boy, oh and, and, boy. And honestly, I could see both happening for sure. Sure. The sure. that Pacific Division is is Ooh. weak. Arizona, I think, is still first in that division right now. So they make the playoffs, right? <sighs> first, right? Yeah. You you win oh, a round. They're, they're gonna make it. The round is the big one. If and then if they win Well, here's a th- here's I what, could see him re signing. Well, hold on. What <laughs> I said from the outset on this thing was I don't see him re-signing. Really? Who the fuck wants to play in Arizona? Phil no Kessel? Phil. But it's Phil. You know? I'm just saying small market. Do, does Taylor Hall of, of the Edmonton, of the maybe not New Jersey, but this guy, it seems like a guy who wants, he wants a to win. market. No, he wants you know? to win. 
He wants I don't to, know. He's tired of. He's, come on, those Edmonton years were brutal. Sure, he's yeah. He's had a rough New Jersey career. has had no. He had to carry a team in his Norris Trophy winning season. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. This this guy's got to start adding some hardware other than just individual awards. I know, but okay. Let me ask you this though: You're Taylor Hall. You're looking at the roster. You're looking at the product pipeline, prospect pipeline. Do you see? Oh, sustained that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the one. That's the critical factor. I yes. think. I think lifestyle, <clears throat> place of play. Coach Rick Tockett is apparently one of the most f- player-friendly coaches in the whole league. Mm. This people love playing for this guy. I think if this, I think he's the key guy here. If Rick Tockett can, if he sells Taylor Hall on the message and the vision of the Coyotes moving forward, um, I could easily see him re-signing. In fact, if I were to wager today, I would say sixty percent re-signs, forty percent doesn't doesn't re-sign. Mm. I I'm less worried about that condition. I'm more worried about winning around. I because let's let's put it this way: if you win your division, you got to play one of the wild cards, and the wild cards are coming from the central. Those are going to be very good teams. I know. Yeah, Winnipeg. Just, it's like it's like Coyotes versus Winnipeg. Who you got? Oh, right. It's a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. That's tough. It's a great question. Um, Winnipeg's looking yeah, good. They're looking good. I don't know, man. Like. I don't know what their how their prospects stack up. Like this guy, if he signs, they don't for, have a great prospect. Exactly, but and your best, your two best guys are wingers. They needed this though. Arizona needed this. They did. I was watching Arizona versus Leafs a few weeks ago when they were on that trip. It was the first game of Sheldon Keefe, and uh, boy, oh boy, they looked like such a boring team. Like no one could score on this team. I'm like, where's the threat? That's what I said. Every team has a threat. Arizona lacks a threat. Yeah. Clayton Keller is a misfit. Like he's he he thinks he's a threat, but he's not yeah. a threat. And Overrated. Phil Phil is nothing. Phil is so really? slow. His play has deteriorated dramatically Which, in my mind. Yeah, I we so, I think we saw that coming. So I'm uh they needed this more than any of those teams we mentioned. This is desperate. But if I'm if I'm Hall, I'm looking around and I'm like how much better, how much more talent do this team have than New yeah. Jersey? Yeah. That's the thing. I, if I'm Hall, I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, there's no, it doesn't, I don't feel the future here. You we'll know, see. I can see it. I feel the future in like, like a Florida, you know, Florida is going to be good for years to come. Philly is likely going to be good for years to come. St. Louis is good right now. I don't know about this for, I don't think he's going to resign. Yeah. I'm saying 40% he resigns. But uh, in general, now that you have the condition, do you like the pick? <clears throat> do you, do you like the trade? Who wins? I think it's a fair market deal. Fair market deal. Uh, I'm comparing it to the Mark Stone, and and it's, it's something along the lines of uh, Brandstrom and a second, wasn't it? Hmm. For for Stone. Yeah. And and we'll we'll pull that up here, but uh, in New Jersey, we'll retain fifty percent of the Hall salary. Fair. And that big deal, right? That yeah. Means, one year means nothing. Yeah. Um. <sighs> Boy, yeah, it's. I think New Jersey got got what they wanted. They they got. I think um, so. It depends how you view Kevin Ball. Mm-hmm. Like, is this guy a legit NHL player down the road? I think he can be a, a second pairing guy who's solid. Yeah, but I mean, but he's not much more than that. He's not some elite no, puck moving defense. No, he's he's not going to be on your get. power play. Uh, but then again, Ty Smith is going to be on your power play. So. Not too bad. I think that 
with the first in there and the conditions, I think New Jersey made a fine deal. But what I don't like it from now that we're turning it is, um, I don't know about this for Arizona. Like, why, why are you going? Why are you going so hard in this year? Is this really your year? Well, it must be. I mean, like we, like you said, GMs who want to make a statement want to keep their job. This is this is what they do, right? I guess. I don't I understand guess. this. So the twenty the, from Chris Johnson, the twenty twenty first round pick from Arizona and the Taylor Hall trade is a top three protected. Oh my god! Converts to twenty twenty one. If so, wow. What's that mean? So that means if Arizona's to f- fall out and win the lottery, yeah, they keep it. They keep it. So okay. They've they've totally um, protected against lottery. Yeah, but that's but not going to happen. Right? We already have the basement kind of set. Right? New Jersey, L.A., Detroit, right? Or Ottawa. <sighs> yeah. I don't know, man. Um, does this, in your mind, make um, Arizona a threat in the West? Fuck uh, no. I've always I've always been I've always been more. Uh, you know, I've I've always liked their team more than others. Uh, I've always liked their team more than others. Um, you know, I, I I've always you know I, I think their their defense is kind of underrated. They're 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 it's just so boring. They're the, the, like I was talking to my roommate who watches them sometimes. He calls them a a trap team. They're the number one trap team in in the league. So they play extremely safe. They play extremely disciplined. They take among the fewest penalties in the league. That's how they win games. They just they don't take penalties. They play a trap system, and they get their scoring when they get their scoring. But like to me, they just don't catch me as a playoff contender. Um, I love their goaltending. I, I think that tandem is one of the best in the league. I think Darcy Kemper has emerged, you know, has revitalized his career there. Um, so I'm I, I like this team more than others. I just think, uh, and they're probably a top three team in that division, given how darn weak it is, right? Um, so. I don't know. It, they're going for it, and I think they're hoping they're hoping he resigns because that's a. I mean, they're giving up Oof. quite a bit, right? You've got to, yeah. They're giving up their first pick in a huge draft. Yeah. Right. Like people oh. don't people don't trade their first rounders. No. If you do, like, you're 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 Vancouver, and you pick up J T. Miller, who's yep. a point per game player. Yeah. That's the only circumstances you do it, and clearly they're hoping he will. I want to look up these prospects. I'm gonna to have to take some time here, sure. but in general, I see why both. I'm with you. I see why both sides did it. You know, Ray Shiro. He. This is kind of reminding me of the Duchesne scenario. You mm. want to get the best you can. Um. You know, you he was waited. He was patient. Listened to all the options. Not as patient as Joe Sackett. That went out for like that went on for a very long time. But clearly yeah. here he didn't have as much time because Hall was clearly getting impatient. So yep. good for him. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens here. From a perspective of a Colorado team, uh, best case scenario. So Hall goes to um, Arizona and uh, and he stays out of the Central. So <clears throat> I don't know. I, I Just to wrap this up, I guess, um, I could see why both sides did it. Uh, at the end of the day, Arizona is appearing to be going for it full in. You traded your first rounder in a draft, mind you, where if you're picking 20th, your, your pick at 20th could be a Dawson Mercer. Your, your pick at 20 could be a Hendricks Lapierre. Like, this is a legit guy you could get here. So at the end of the day, I think um, New Jersey did well here. And fuck, while Arizona got the guy... 
I don't like their their outlook. I don't think they're even going to get out of the first round. Mm. If I'm being serious, so that's my take on that. Yeah, they're 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 hedging their bets here, for sure. Um, okay, moving on to the final topic of the show. Um, I'm going to throw names at you, and in three sentences or less, you're going to give me your opinion because I know okay. you, you don't like talking about this stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Calgary. And this one you can talk about longer, but I don't want to get into p- p- political again. No. Calgary fires uh, Bill Peters. Hires. Um, um, hires. Uh, I can't even. What's know his the guy's name? Whatever. Name. Ward. Jeff Ward. Whatever. <clears throat> Three sentences or less. Uh, good riddance. <laughs> seemed like kind of a prick. Uh, don't know if he was a good coach to begin with. And Calgary's thriving without okay. him. Okay. Not going to talk about Peters. No, as for, that's been uh, yeah dissected. Yeah, we're not we're not here to talk about Hakeem Alou. Mm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Jeff Ward, one of the best stories in hockey. Oh shit, uh, used to be a high school teacher. This is like jo- kind of John Cooperish. Started coaching the high school team. Won in high school. Moved on. Did some junior coaching. One one at every level. Won the AHL Coach of the Year, and now he's in the NHL. So apparently, this is kind of a journeyman who's okay. been through it all. Yeah. Was never like a big hockey guy. Was always just a high school teacher, chemistry teacher. Yeah. And uh, and and here here he is. Nice. Great story. Nice. Like you you root for the guy. Sure. And, yeah. and as a Dave Riddick owner, I love this because I just <sighs> I just won eight in a row. Riddick is still getting the most starts in the NHL, which who saw that coming? No. And uh, and and I'm I'm just laughing right now. Laughing like laughing. Yeah. Here. Exactly. Okay. Next name. Next name. John Hines. John Fired. Hines. Um, I won't even get into the interim guy because like, he was just their assistant coach. So what do you think of John Hines? As if I have anything to say about John <laughs> Hines. Uh, I don't know. Like, who, who is this guy? So as, I don't as, know. As, as, our, as our mutual friend Andrew Bell <laughs> and, and, our, and I joked around, this is the alien of the NHL. He, he is an alien. Looks like he's from a different planet. Should not exist on this planet. So good riddance. He's yep. gone. Oh, um, that's nasty. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, I mean, it's to, see, to me, it seemed overdue. He had been with this team for quite some time. They could never really win. I know they had the one playoff berth where they lost to Tampa in five games um, a few years ago. But to me, like, uh, to me, it seemed overdue. Wasn't really turning around the team. No. This year was big expectations, of course, bringing yeah. in oh, Hughes, PK, huge. you know. So... Yeah. To me, to just have a mediocre record when Shiro goes out and gets these guys, no surprise to me. Sure. Jim Montgomery. Hmm. That's out of uh, Dallas, right? Yep. Um, boy, that one, uh, <clears throat> and that was more like uh, like bad stuff to get him yep, fired. Right? Yep, non-hockey related because this um, team is among the hottest in the league. Well, it's tough because that this requires a lot more discussion probably to talk about what's good and what's off the limits yeah. kind of thing. Um, maybe I could say good on Dallas for uh, siding with the players on this one. If, if yeah. some of them had spoken up and said, we don't like this guy, he's done this, then it shows a lot of faith uh, from the GM to the players. Uh, good on him for that. Uh, we're in a time now when uh, those kinds of things won't be tolerated anymore. So that's good. I like that. So for the record, Pierre has always been a fan of Montgomery's. So this oh, was sure. a bad look. Oh boy, being from the college system from Denver yep. University. Yeah. So Pierre, on the record, said he was shocked 
when he heard this news, almost fainted. Um, what a piece of shit! And uh, and he was just rattled. So was I. I mean, uh, and we don't know what happened. That's the thing. We, we don't, don't know what happened. We're not gonna. We're not here to speculate. No. That's not our job. No. But to me, I'm with you. Apparently, this Jim Nil character, this GM in Dallas, very honorable guy, one of the better guys in hockey, like people, pa hockey people, you know, people persons. Yep. So to me, he he made a, He came out, made this move. Um, clearly, given the tumultuous circumstances with Babcock and and Peters. Yep. Um, this kind of there was a movement that started, mm-hmm. and he kind of this was kind of just the third wall to fall, right? Right. So um, there you have it. Even though Dallas continues to be great, again another situation where an assistant is coming in to to coach for the head coach. So familiar system. Yeah, yeah. familiar Good. system. The players and why change it, right? Teams sure. doing great. Yep. 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 Finally, and this one hits close to home, and you can be brief because I want to get into this in the last few minutes we have here. Yeah. Peter DeBoer fired. Uh, the the Bob Bugner, the boogeyman, is is his replacement. I was at a bar in Oakville, beer in hand, when I saw this news, and I immediately started laughing. My wow, laughing. I, I'm sorry, but I just I knew you'd have a reaction like <laughs> like what you said. Uh, you were almost crying. Oh boy. Uh, I don't know much about this guy. I don't think he was a bad coach. Yeah, you know, I think his personnel is the <laughs> biggest problem here. Uh, you know what? Fuck, they had a great run last year yeah. uh, in the playoffs. This doesn't make as much sense to me. This is a guy who's getting thrown under the bus because of personnel issues. That's exactly, you nailed it. As yeah. someone who's been watching this team from afar, I'd say you named, you nailed it pretty close. The goaltending is, is last in the oh, league yet again. Terrible. It's an 878 <laughs> save percentage between the two goalies. I, I don't think that's going to get it done. This team went to the Western Conference Final last year. Yeah. With, with the worst goaltending in the league. Does Crazy. that not speak to great coaching or not? And then you get rid of Pavelski and you say, why aren't you doing well? <laughs> and then you remember that comment from the Pierre Maguire when he asked him about Joe Pavelski? Uh, when DeBoer went, oh, Joe yes. Pavelski. <laughs> yeah. Not there anymore. And the GM's like, nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, no, DeBoer has gone. Uh, it sucks. Uh, big reason why I tuned in every game because I like the coach. Obviously, Windsor Law alum. Incredibly smart guy, incredibly personable guy, uh, one of the best in the business. Uh, he will be missed. Apparently, he's already on the search. People are asking about him. I would sure. not be surprised if he starts coaching in the next couple months. Um, and then I'll uh, immediately become a big fan of that team, whoever that team is. It's weird. So, uh, it's weird. I, I read into coaches. I, I, like, I like teams who – I like coaches. They bring in a system. It changes the whole team. Yeah. And and with a team that had lost Pavelski, with a team that had the worst goaltending, he just couldn't do anything else. And and, and the Sharks, they're right at the salary cap because Eric Carlson, right? So you can't make personnel moves. You can't call anyone up from the Barracuda because you don't really have anyone there ready to go. Yeah. Um. So you can't make a trade. You can't call anybody up. At this point, you you just got the next step is fire the coach. And, and it was unfortunate because they had just won, like, they went like 8-0-1, and, and then they lost like five in a row. Mm. And, and that, that sunk them. Yeah. So it sucks. Uh, as far as the boogeyman, um, Bob Bugner, Who? he, from what I've seen, he's implemented more of a defense-first system, uh, less pushing the pace from the back end, which DeBoer was known for. 
Uh, Bugner was his defensive assistant coach. Everybody else was fired on DeBoer's staff, except mm. for Bugner. He, now wow. he's come in. He's, he's brought in his own guys. Mm-hmm. So they're more defensive with the, with the Bugner talk. And apparently, major changes coming in goal. It looks like Martin, wow. Martin Jones has officially become the new Jake Allen. They asked him about Jones the other day, and Bugner straight up said, Martin's going to take some time off here. And, uh, yep, yeah, and he, uh, he basically said, you know, Deller's going to have the net for the next little bit. Aaron Dell is their starter. And they're having Martin Jones work out with their goalie assistant coach the next few games. So, Good. so Jones is on a little bit of a hiatus here. And, uh, and we'll, we'll hopefully for the better, because as a fantasy owner, I haven't given up on him, but I've, I've kind of given up on this team. Like I, 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 I brought it up. This reminds me a lot of LA last year when they got rid of John Stevens. I was very emotional then mm-hmm. and I'm very emotional now. I'm not as invested in this team anymore. And as I told Kyle, I would not be surprised if this team finishes in the bottom 10 of the league. Right. Um, so, and, and of course I would go to Ottawa. So. Ottawa would have two first-round yep. top 10 picks in the Amazing. best draft since 2005. Fair. Okay. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, there you have it. We had a lot going here. We had our official preview. Oh, we great. had our coach conversations and, of course, the breaking news. I mean, how can you draw that up? So, um, it was a pleasure reaching out to you again today. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll be sure to have another live edition coming up in a few weeks' time with uh, hopefully some results from this tournament that we cherish very, very much. So until then, uh, look forward to next time and uh, take care. Rink Moose is signing off.